know, I was fortunate enough to recruit Justin Thomas and, and coach him for his freshman year at Alabama. And um, and and it's, it, it, you look back and you're like, what was so, you know, what was there something that was so different about him? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mental Golf Show. This is your host, Josh Nichols, and on today's episode, I had a conversation with Vanderbilt head coach Scott Limbaugh. He is awesome. He's just a down-to-earth guy that you just know has has that classic coach feel to him, and uh, he's just got so many great quotables, and uh, you can you can just tell he's he seems super wise beyond his years. Uh, he's he's in his 30s, but he seems like he's been doing it for 30 years. So it's just amazing uh, the wisdom that Scott Limbaugh shows. But don't take my word for it. Listen to him. As you can tell, he has coached some awesome players, and he has been around the block. So uh, listen up and get as much out of this as you can. All right, let's get into it. All right, so um, yeah, if you want to just maybe introduce yourself, kind of background, how you got here, that kind of stuff. Sure. Well, I uh, I'm entering my eighth season as the golf coach at Vanderbilt, uh, following uh, five years as the assistant coach um, at Alabama under uh, under Jay Sewell. So um, I was offered this job in the summer of 2012. Um, right after um, the national championship out at Riviera. And, um, yeah, just uh, really um, my wife Kate and I uh, really, uh, we love it here. We, uh, we're, we're very thankful for the support that we've received and, and uh, quite frankly, the young people that we've been fortunate enough to do life and do life with and coach that have helped us kind of uh, hopefully, uh, you know, build something that, um, that um, some people are proud of. So, uh that's uh, I played uh, I played college golf at Central Alabama Community College and then finished at at Huntington College and so um, overall in my in my coaching um, career I, I've been coaching for 16 years mm. so um, uh, just, just what I love to do I, I just I, I, I love every single day uh, just trying to um, help kids do life or do not help them but just do life alongside of them and then also you know, trying to just fit the pieces to the puzzle together every year best you can. And some years are certainly better than others, but it's always uh, fun and a great challenge to try to do it. So I, I love that process. Mm. Yeah, and I, um, I mean, I, I've talked to a lot of college coaches up to this point, and I, you guys are just such an incredible group of guys and girls that, um, men and women, whatever that. Uh, that just dedicate yourself to this thing and you know it it no one ever talks about the financial like benefits of it and I don't even know if that's a huge incentive but it's it just seems like all of you guys want to like you're saying you're saying it perfectly is do life alongside these players so I'm I'm just interested in like maybe take me back to either before Alabama or whatever of what what was that um, that first push to be a college coach? 
Yeah, that's a good question, Josh. I've always been intrigued by uh, the coaches that I had. I, I grew up in small town Alabama. You, you probably wouldn't have ever thought that from my accent. But, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm from Shieldsburg, Alabama, which is a small paper mill town um, uh, uh, with a you know population of approximately four thousand people. And uh, you know, growing up in that in that small town, um, you just you played sports. I, I'm the middle of three boys. Uh, my older brother Ryan was a great star athlete at our high school there in Childersburg, and and so I just kind of always grew up wanting to to play everything, and so I, I played basketball, and I played football, and I played baseball, and I, I played them all all the time. And uh, and you know I'm 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 39 years old, um, so the Tiger generation, you know him changing golf kind of happened. I don't know somewhere along my teen years, and um, and so um, golf was. I always played golf, but it was just always something I did in the summer. And um, and so, but I, I was good at other sports, but but not great, and certainly not elite. And um, and but I was always. Um, I guess to say, Josh, I was kind of always, if you want to call the hustler on the team, the captain of the teams, uh, I was just always trying to be the glue on any team I was on. And I, I would hope that, you know, any of my high school coaches may, may say that, um, that I was probably average, but got a lot out of whatever ability I had. And so, I don't know. And then that went over to, uh, uh, you know, and then I, I, I basically um, – played junior college golf at Central Alabama, and, and I was an average player. But we had great teams, won the national championship both years that I was there, um, and then uh, went on to play at an NAI school, uh, Huntington College in Montgomery. And just kind of really it was there that I just kind of knew that you – know, but you don't ever know if the door is going to open for you. I mean, it's a small profession uh, mm. in, in college golf, and – but I knew that I wasn't good enough to play professional golf per se. But I knew like this this is kind of who I am, what I want to do, and and uh, and I was able to get a little GA spot there for a year and finish school my fifth year, and then was able to become the head coach there when I was 24 years old, and and just a um, uh, somebody believed in me at a really young age. I just look back on the coaches that that I think about and I just think about the coaches that were positive and showed but held you I'm, I'm very big on accountability I mean this is not um uh, but like to have accountability you got to have trust and I look back on the coaches that I think very fondly of and they were always the coaches that I that I feel like I trusted them and they trusted me and therefore if they pushed me a little harder I got on to me more. I, I just always thought it was from a, a place of love and trust. Hmm. And, uh, and so I think that's, those are the, and, and then maybe the coaches that weren't that way, um, you know, I tried to learn from, okay, what, where was that? Why wasn't there trust there? Why wasn't, why would it rub me the wrong way if this happened or that happened? And, and I tell you, I, I still make mistakes daily, of course, hmm. but uh, just that's, you know, I, I, it all comes back to the building, and and you know, I'm not a I'm, I'm a more mature coach now than maybe I was at Alabama or at Huntington and and all of that. But it all comes back to, you know, for me, it's about you know the love and the trust, and and my wife Kate um, played basketball at, at the University of Alabama and, and and was a good player there, and um, and so we kind of. We, we, we view our golf team as an extension of our own family mm. and uh, just trying to, uh, you know, really reach out and, and press into their lives at, at this kind of, 
uh, influential time is, is what we want. Uh, and our three kids, uh, I have a daughter eight, a uh, daughter uh, seven, and, um, and a little boy that's four. And we just kind of, we wanted to, you know, these, these boys, the, as they, as, as my personal, as my own children refer to the boys, uh, <laughs> referring to the boys on the golf team, it, we, tr- you know, we want it to be about that extension of our family. And, mm. uh, uh, that's how we've, you know that's 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 how we've chosen to to um, to go into our profession. But just you know, I think about JC. Well, the things I learned from him and how to really you know everybody talks about it being a family. I don't run around saying old oh, Vandy Goff family and things like that. I just think that's more of something you try to do rather than tell everybody. Sure. Um, and uh, and so the, I, I learned so many things uh, from Jay and, and 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 other coaches that I had along the way that you just, and, and you're just always trying to read. I mean, read what the best coaches are doing and saying and you know and then but also also remembering for me it's it's about trusting my 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 feelings my gut you know and 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 going a lot of time when I go against maybe what my gut was telling me sometimes I regret it and so um uh, but you also also want to listen to those that I have around me so I probably said a lot there but uh that's that's kind of where I would when I look back and even my father um my father's name's Mally. Everybody calls him Big Mal. He's a little league golf, a uh, little league baseball coach in our small town, and uh, did it for thirty years. And um, mm. and uh, I, I kind of look back on how he coached me in little league, and and, uh, and and certainly he's had a role in how I think about coaching and how I am, and and things like that. So um, you know, those are just some mm. uh, you know a, li- a little snapshot of kind of who I am. As a, as a as a as a person and where I'm from and and, and, and kind of my background, I would yeah. say. So, so you mentioned um, influential times and and all this about uh, going alongside these players. So just just to kind of jump right into the the mental game talk, um, what ways do you personally affect the mental games of your players? Uh, I think that um, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty big stickler for a few things within the, you know, like, I don't know, when I start off with somebody as a true freshman and they've been here three days and we fly to Pebble Beach for our first tournament, you know, it's not fair to think that they're going to look, they don't even know what Vanderbilt golf is. They've heard us talk about it in recruiting and, and all, but you know what I mean, Josh, there's yeah. not like, there's nothing tangible for them. They don't know that, that we're going to all, we're going to sign our scorecard and we're going to come back out and watch everybody finish. They're not going to know that Coach Limbaugh is going to hold you to a, a level you've never thought about on mm. your, on your body language and your self-talk and, 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 oh, and by the way, other players on the team are going to hold you to those mm. same levels, not just the coaches. And, um, and so these are things that, you know, we, we, you know, here at, at Vanderbilt, um, with our, uh, academic presence, we, we, you know, we've got a large demographic of, you know, we got kids from all over on our, all over the United States right now. We've had them from Matthias Schwab from Austria. And, and that's what I, it was the part that probably made me the most comfortable, Josh, you know, a country boy from Alabama coming to Nashville and, and Vanderbilt university, but it's been the greatest, it's been one of the greatest experiences of my life. Uh, when you're sitting at a dinner table and somebody from, uh, from the Northeast and South and, where, you know, there's mm. there's just different viewpoints, and it's healthy. It's healthy to get outside your comfort zone, and and that, that those are what we talk about. Like um, you you need to get as uncomfortable as you can at home if you mm. if you think you you, you you know if you think you want to play at this level, the most un, whatever that is, the most uncomfortable we can get our guys at home. 
whether that's after a workout, uh, whether that's, um, and, 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 you know, hitting putts when it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, make yourself more uncomfortable than you thought you could get. And then that way, that way, when we get in the tournament, well, you know what? I've, I've been trying my best to do it at home. And, uh, and then just... You know, talking about how to use your own skill set. Everybody's got different skill sets, and we call them, you know, your your different snipers, you know, what your personal skill set is, and really learning how to utilize those within your game, but also using the guys around you and the coaches around you to to develop all of these other areas. And uh, a lot of times that's just maturity. I mean, it really may be just a maturity thing. um, But, you know, as far as the mental part goes, it's it's, – it's about just, you know, talking about the little things that we think win. And, uh, um, you know, I, I don't reinvent the wheel mentally, but I do, uh, I do, you know, over time, you know, I'm talking, we're talking about practicing routines and practicing with a purpose on when you're hitting a shot, like have a purpose behind mm-hmm. it. Don't just exist to say you, you hit range balls for an hour. That's, mm-hmm not doing anybody any good mm-hmm. every single one of those shots needs to have a purpose mm. uh, that that chip needs to have a purpose and the second it doesn't have a purpose you need to put your clubs in the locker and you need to go back and study or mm. watch tv or hang out that's okay but if it's an hour practice without every shot having a purpose um that's awesome that's awesome but don't come out here for two and a half hours so you can call mom or daddy or whoever and say, well, I practiced for three hours. No, you didn't. You didn't. You, you know, like it's, it's about literally stacking up, stacking up little wins in a day. I've always thought that that's, you know, that's really important. How many wins can you stack up in a day? And uh, those are things that I think are really important. Mm, that's awesome. Any, I mean, yeah. anything that builds confidence is what I'm about. Like, mm. well, what are we doing? Did I, did I did I make my bed when I oh whoop, that's a win did I, did I mm. call my mom and say hello mom I love you did I brush my teeth did I floss did I you know was I on time for workouts was I excited about workouts or was I dragging into workouts what you know and then just as a day gone you're just you're just always asking yourself these questions like and then the more times yeah I did yeah I did boom but yeah boom those are wins and mm. and I just believe little moments like that it's not it, it's not about these big big moments like big moments happen because you did enough of these other things to have an opportunity in the big moment that's Mm. that's the way i feel Mm. yeah that's um the little things add up into one large culture and environment and and they they add up into the whole career of a player and you know as a player you want to look you want to say, okay, what's the huge thing that I have to do in order to be a great player? And you're going to say, forget about the huge things. Make these little decisions to the best of your ability throughout every day. And that's, right. and that's, that's how you right. get there. Um, so, so along those lines, uh, do you have specific routines or tactics or something that you put in place to help a guy who's struggling? Yeah, sure. I, I, yeah, I, I do believe that uh, you know when a when when a young person's struggling, those certainly aren't the times to to reinvent the wheel. To uh, you know, because I you know every year, every year, Josh, as you go about this journey, it's golf. And it's my wife likes to refer to it as you know you guys are are shooting one and one free throw, one and one 
preachers at the end of the game all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. feeling of being on an island. by And golf really does that to you. I mean, it, it makes you feel that you're on that island. Nobody's with you. You're by yourself. I can't hustle. I can't dial on a loose ball. I can't run faster. I can't hit harder. To, to, you know, and so those are the moments you want to you want to come around or along somebody. And listen, I've made a lot of mistakes in those moments, and and you know I'm, I'm trying to learn from coaches that that have done this longer than me and ask questions of those coaches. What what about this? Because you you really desire to see guys come out of the other side of it. And, and I think I made some mistakes, and we've had guys that have come out of it sometimes, and a lot of in between. Um, but I think a lot of the times, you know, maybe something as simple as say this time of year, you'd set out a plan hmm. and uh, a plan for your week, and then you go out and you play golf and uh, you go play nine holes with, with your team members or whomever, and, and you didn't you didn't putt well. Well, you come back in and, oh, coach, I didn't put well, I'm on, I'm, you know, and then you change that plan you had and you tell yourself that, that I, I don't, I'm not putting well, so I've got to start, let me, let me go putt all the time. Well, then you, you got off your plan that you had set up. Now, I do think you need to be able to adjust, no doubt about it. But, you know, having that's where I see maturity happen is like young guys sometimes they, oh, oh God, I drove it terrible. Let me go hit mm. 50 range balls. Something's wrong with my swing. Let's get it on video. Let's send it to my instructor. Let's, well, no, no, it, it's called golf, you <laughs> know, and let's don't, let's, hold on, we had that plan. Let's don't divert off of our plan because it's January the 16th and you hit your driver bad or you putted bad. I just think, and like, like when I watch somebody on our team like um, like John Augustine, and I see over time what he what he developed into as a guy that when he shows up at the course he he knows what he's doing and um, and and he, and he works his plan and if, and he believes in his plan and he schedules out his plan he doesn't throw it together on his car ride down to the golf course you know he no it's it's he's play, basically. You know, the older you get, you, you, you need to plan out your 24-hour day. This is going to be this, and this is going to be that, and that's going to be that. And it just gives you more uh, freedom in how you go about things. And so I think that's really important. And, and, uh, and, and I, I do think, it, 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 as I watch it, it's, 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 it's become rare to see young people that, that have, a, have a real plan mm-hmm. and stick with it. And so I feel like that's as big of a job that Coach Todd and I have as anything is really – you know, helping these guys put together what a plan for them, for, for, for themselves look like. Not what Joe's plan looks like, not what Jimmy's plan needs to look, but what, what does your plan look like? Hmm. And, uh, and then, and then it's your, your job to go, I can't own that for you. I can't. I, we think we can tell you and show you numbers behind why we think your plan needs to look like this, but ultimately you got to believe in it and you got to go act on it. And that's, that's kind of how, that's kind of how, and, mm. and, I, and in my mind, the guys that we can trust to act on it and do the right thing, mm. those are the guys that are going to play. That's right. So uh, do, your, do your players do any kind of, um, just to touch on the like tactics part of it, sure. uh, and I, I love the, you know, when a player's struggling, don't divert from a plan, stick harder to the plan almost. And, right, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so do your players do any kind of like, post-tournament review i'm interested in this kind of stuff being you know helping players myself like how can i better Uh help players 
It's, yeah, absolutely, we do. We um, uh, forever. Um, now, do I get? Let's just say, like we go to a tournament, we're home for two days. We go to another tournament, and the wheels of of golf start going fast. We're probably not as consistent about it. But, but I also don't like bottling myself up to be so regimented. I can't move. But, but yes, Josh, if we go to a golf tournament and we've got five days in between tournaments or whatnot, we're, we're, we are certainly going to sit down with our young guys that, that played in the event one-on-one. And, and I'm a really transparent guy, Josh. I, I, I'm very, very real with them about who they are what we saw and I, I, you know, always certainly leading with something positive, like, man, man, this is what we saw from you. And it was really encouraging and uh, trying to dig some pot, but then also kind of saying that this is where we got to see some improvement may not have been putting may not have been chipping may have been attitude may have been, may have been self-talk may have been routine. You know, all of these things matter as much as, as, as the amount of three putts you had. Or the, and so, but we're, you know, I, I don't know. It may last 15 minutes. It may last 45 minutes, depending on what all needs to be said and talked about. But, and also certainly allowing the student athlete to have an opportunity to talk as well. You know, Hey coach, you were walking with me. This is what I thought. This is what you said. And, and it, you know, I didn't like, it made me feel uncomfortable that you said that in that way, because my job is not to have such an ego that I think I'm right. My job is to help them become the best they can be. Now they got to conform to, you know our standards no doubt mm-hmm. but but i also don't think that i'm supposed to coach john and and jim the same way mm-hmm. i don't i've never believed that mm-hmm. and so i want to learn to you know um to to put my ego aside and you know i don't have all the answers and and as i get a little older they get a little younger you still you you, you know communication is so important how you say things so but uh but we definitely want to you know um Hopefully, be the uh, men and of um, to, uh, to have the courage to kind of own if we thought mm-hmm. we did something wrong uh, during the coaching, and let them have the freedom to not feel threatened where they can't they can't tell us that uh, that you know this was said that way. You know what I mean, Josh? Like oh, yeah. it's it's uh, it's it's a two way street there, and uh, you 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 you, all, you you want the environment to be where they feel like they can also tell you truths mm-hmm. about the way they feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really important. Yeah, and it that goes back to your your trust that you've the the people that you've wanted to work with and that what got you into coaching was the environment of trust. So now you're doing that downwards to your players or not downwards, but it, you're doing it yeah, with I your know players. What you're saying. Yeah. So yes. um you you've mentioned John Augustine and and obviously the the players that you've worked with or coached uh, even back to Alabama, I mean the list is the 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 names that you see are just uh, just awesome. It seems like the last twenty you know players of the year almost, but it's like um, who do you who of those do you think has had the strongest mental approach that you've coached? It's a really really good question. You, you know when you to me like it. Uh, um, mentally just means um, 
and, and, you know, I look back and, you know, I was fortunate enough to recruit Justin Thomas and, and coach him for his freshman year at Alabama. And, um, and, and it's, it, it, you look back and you're like, what was so, you know, what was there something that was so different about him? you know, than maybe any other, anybody else. And one thing I do think when I think about him, I think about his competitiveness and I think about, you know, if he was playing a qualifier in February to go to whatever tournament we were going to, like he, he wanted to win. It didn't matter if he knew he was playing. And, and I thought Jay did some things. I look back on that year and man, we were, we were really good. I mean, we won. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how many times we won, Josh. And mm. we, we were good, though. I mean, it was us and, like, Cal that year that just – we were just – both of those teams were, were – had a lot of really good golfers on them, you know. And But um, I don't know, like, Jay made Justin, like, earn that number one spot. Mm. And I look back on that, and I, I think that was really healthy for our team that year. Now, we had other dudes on that team, too. We had <laughs> Corey Woodson and Bobby Wyatt and, and mm-hmm. are all Americans. Mm-hmm. You know, these aren't just run-of-the-mill golfers, and <laughs> and, um, and so they, these were studs. But uh, but I, you know, I can't. I just remember like it didn't happen until sometime in the spring, late in the spring. I feel maybe wrong, but I mean, Justin was the national player of the year as a true freshman, and uh, and uh, but but he, he wasn't our number one player until call it almost like the SEC championship until just. Justin had made it undeniable. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I mean, y'all keep putting me over there where you want to, but, but, but I am that guy. And uh, and so those are things that stick with me. And I, you know, you think of I, I, I tell our guy, I don't know what I don't remember Justin taking a lot of off days, mm. even in it, it, you know, it doesn't matter what I, I just he just a golf junkie. <laughs> the dude's chipping, and I'm sure I know he has. I, I still talk with him, and so I know he's learned how to do that more now you know uh, but but i would say he comes to mind and uh and i would say you know you look back and, and like matthias schwab uh comes to mind certainly and just i've never known anybody he did it different than justin totally like like he was you know from austria and a, and a much more regimented like culture i would say from uh but but um he would take weeks off during the winter and just say that coach i have to recharge my batteries get fresh get the gym and but when i come back i'll be but from day one josh from day one that boy had a plan and he worked his plan when he showed up at the golf course and 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 uh i i've never seen so anyone's quite so disciplined in what they believe in and so uh, it's fun to kind of see him you know he finished t4 at the world golf in shanghai uh back in you know back at the end of the fall and he's making that you know i don't know he's top 75 or 80 in the world now um you know he's making that climb and it's really fun to see uh, and uh, and now there are others and um, and and uh, but those would be the first two that kind of come to mind of guys that you just kind of they're just it's just kind of different you mm. know what I mean mm-hmm. absolutely and um, and I I go back to I, I I could you know fan fangirl about you working with Justin Thomas and and all the players but <laughs> I'm gonna refrain but um, just. You know, going back to recent history with John Augustine at uh, at Pinehurst, and I, I believe I remember 
seeing you on camera following and um am I right about that? Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. Over there, absolutely. Right. So I I just um I remember I think I watched that whole final cuz it was amazing and it was. um and I I remember the commentators mentioning it and I and and it was just very clear how competitive John is and uh-huh. and how it just seemed like he would stare a laser through you and like cuz he just wanted to win and and I just wonder with you as a coach do you have to help him balance anything like does he is he too extreme in any way and and I don't want to disregard all your other players cuz you you're working with a bunch of guys but John specifically do you is there ways that you have to okay John maybe you should you know balance that out with a little bit of maybe you should laugh every once in a while something like that I I just wonder how you personally work with your coach players in that way I think I, I think certainly I think you know you can't you can't make somebody have the fire that John's got mm-hmm. I mean there's there you just can't you can't teach somebody that 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 really is a, that's a blessing is the way I look at it because you, you know and so what you what you know we're, we're, we're trying to help like you know, I would say late in John's junior golf career, he kind of went through a dark spot of just way too, way too emotional. Uh, but there was his talent, his uh, will and desire to be great and compete are things that I value very, very high. I value them way higher than I do um, uh, anything else, really. I, I won't got and, and you know what? And John's always, always wanted to be coached. And, and I've coached him hard, and I've had hard talks with him, and he never shied away from it. And therefore, I trust him, and he trusts me because because he's he's wanted to be coached and wanted to be held accountable. And um, and so you know we've um, you know you don't want to take away um, that that fire. Now you know I think as he going into this spring and expectations and then well you know he's playing the masters this spring and and uh, you know I think that's that's as bigger part of his of his growth as any and I saw I saw so much after that after the Walker Cup and when he came back and joined our team I saw a much different uh, player in terms of how they handle um, adversity and um, and uh, I, I just think that he's he's playing the next shot uh, um, at a much higher mental level than he was before, leaving the last one in the past. Doesn't mean we can't learn from it and we can't talk about it later, but that next one playing it, and that, that 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 it takes a while to get there because you know young people are they're truly living and dying on every shot, and uh, um, and and so that's that, but. You know, you don't just change that by by you know say, hey, go change that. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't work. Like, but he's seen tangible things of you know, and then being able to just stay you know more grounded and just believing that that what I got's good enough and having that security, I think is uh, is really important. Mm. Well, that's awesome. And uh, just as we kind of round here, I'll I'll just I have one final question I like to ask. Um, coaches and that's what percentage of golf is physical and what percentage is mental hmm. man i bet you've gotten a wide uh <laughs> wide 
array of answers on that. You're that's, correct. Um, that's a really good question. Um, I think that um, to me, it would it would it would come back to like how much what are, what all do we consider mental? Do we consider being able to stay in your process of having a plan and working a plan? And is all of that mental, or is that working your plan? I, I don't. I would say mm. I, I, I'm, I I do think that the physical part is is really really important. You you need to be able to drive it drive it well and. For the most part, you need to be able to drive it pretty far now. I think that's important. I think I think you need to be able to chip it, you know, because that's those are things that separate you. Um, and and then you need to be. These are all really important things. And and the guys that are tough enough to go practice things that they might not be quite as as good at or at a level that they need to be. That those those are unique. And so if you know, I would say. I don't know, 60, 40 <laughs> physical men. I don't know. 50, I don't, I don't know that, but like, certainly you got to be able to do the things physically. Now yeah. I, I've, I've got a good buddy that's, that know, you know, that, that knows a tour player that's ranked in the top 15 in the world right now. And his comment, and I'm not going to say his name because he might not, but, <laughs> but he said that, um, 90% of the, this, this guy's right now, right? Top 15 in the world. And he said, 90% of his mistakes are still mental. And this would be a guy that we would all think of, man, as a mentally tough rascal that's getting a lot out of his golf game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, like, what like what are you doing to train that? Like, are you doing things to mentally condition yourself to be better? And, uh, and, and is that reading a book? Is that just practicing a shot over and over in your mind at night? You know, is that seeing seeing yourself be great all the time? Like those are things that you got to figure out what it is for you. Practicing your visualization, uh, whatever you know, but you got to do them, and because other people are. And so, um, those are kind of things that if a top fifteen player in the world who's won, I don't know how many times on tour, is still saying that ninety percent of his mistakes are mental. You know, then maybe maybe I'm wrong on that percentage, Josh. You know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it, you know, it, it, was I fully committed to that shot? Did mm-hmm. I choose the right shot? Did I was I focused on the right things, or was I focused on this other stuff out there that doesn't even matter? You know, that's that that's mental toughness. Mm. Well, you know, and what I've learned from all the answers from coaches is the longer the answer, the better. So <laughs> uh, that was right. that was a great answer. <laughs> Well, well, Coach, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being generous and uh, and making this happen. Um, and uh, yeah, so you guys are kicking back up, you know, mid February. It looks like we are. We uh, our first event will starts a month from uh, from yesterday. Okay. So we'll be uh, we'll be uh, headed down to Gainesville, Florida, playing in Florida's tournament. There, uh, we we start there each year, and so. Um, um, we'll, uh, we'll be headed there to, um, to kind of get going. Well, alrighty, coach, best of luck in your preparation and getting ready for that. Thank you so much, Josh. It was good to catch up, buddy. Yeah, you too. And, uh, you have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Mental Golf Show. If you liked it, I'd love it if you subscribed. And if you want some more, you can go to joshnicholsgolf.com 
or I would love to get in touch with you, just send me a text, 336-399-1825. All right, catch you next time.